Welcome to episode 37. We're way, way, way past 11. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a true story. You're listening to Midwest Vegan Radio. We're sharing all our secrets. We're sharing all of our secrets just for you special listeners. With your hosts, Dallas. That sounds so good. And Ryan. Pass the news. Hey, we're back. What up? We're back. I didn't say we're back last time. We're back. I was out of practice. Okay, I'm Ryan. I'm Dallas. Elliot's over there. Hello. Today, we're very excited because, honestly, I think it's been something like 18 months since I said, (laughs) hey, we should have these guys on our show. And Ryan's like, yeah. And then I said, yeah, guys, we should have you on your show or on our show. And... They're like, cool. And then it took 18 months because that's how we roll. It couldn't have possibly taken 18 months because we haven't been doing this for 18 months. I don't know. It seems like it just seemed like a it has been good a really long, long amount of time. Since we've seen it seemed, what? It's been a long time since we've seen her. Six months. Yeah. Yeah. But it hasn't been six months. Has it been six months? Yes. So, okay. What? Who are these mystery people? We're talking about we. They, let's just play the pronoun game the whole time. <laughs> mystery people is a gender neutral pronoun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not really technically a pronoun, probably at all. But they, they, they. Yeah, isn't that a pronoun? Yeah, but I just said mystery people. <sighs> Apparently, we lost our mojo in uh, during our break, <laughs> so we spent the whole last episode trying to get back into the swing of things, and now we're all awkward. But that's okay. We'll get it together. We have guests Emily and Tom. And is that enough? Do we really, do we need to use last names and all that? We can, oh, we can pretend that they're Nod, like. Nod, yes, no, you guys. We can pretend yes. that they are, we can witness protection. <laughs> we, can, we can't say their location, we can't say their last name. No, the location's very important to this whole story. <laughs> so, um, Emily Holman and Tom Holman? Is that what, yes, yes. Yeah, you seem like same last name people. Yeah. Unlike me and you. Yeah, I, we have, we're we not same last name people. No, my last name is way cool, and I did not marry a husband with a cool last name. I also did not marry a husband with a cool last name. And also, I've been divorced so many times, I'm not freaking changing it again. Yeah, I paid a lot of money to get my name changed to what I wanted it in the first place, so there's no way I'm going to change it to Nord. No. 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 Too bad. I almost took his middle name, which is Lee. So I was going to be Dallas Rising Lee Nord. But then I was like, that's kind of stretching it and stupid. So I didn't do that. I just am me. I don't think anybody cares. You're mean. (laughs) You can edit that out. Fine. No. I'm keeping it. (laughs) Oh, God. Dallas loves when I'm like three cocktails into recording. No. She loves it. Oh, my God. Okay, so Emily and Tom Holman. They are here because we just wanted to share their amazing vegan story with you guys because... It's amazing. It was so cool. And, and they're awesome. Yeah. And I just thought it was really fascinating. I mean, it, I guess the thing that I love about this is that when we're out talking to people about veganism and they're like, oh, I couldn't go vegan. It's so hard. When they are in freaking Minneapolis yeah. with grocery stores that have vegan food everywhere and fucking vegan meetup with over 550 people and probably you can get so rest- I mean, restaurants with vegan entrees labeled clearly 
You know, I mean, it's just, it's so, so freaking easy. I mean, comparatively to these guys. Yeah. Um, and to a lot of places. And to a lot of places. And so, anyway, I just think it's awesome because these guys did not necessarily, I wouldn't say, had a really easy time doing this, but they make it look really easy. So we'll get to talk about that. I don't know where in Germany because I'm an American and I don't have to pay attention to any other countries and geography at all because we have that kind of privilege for being American, which is really just stupid. <gasps> I don't take responsibility for learning any geography, which I really should. But So where are you guys from? <laughs> no, where are you located now? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Emily's not from Minnesota. No, I know. We're getting there, though. <sighs> Okay. I am the designated driver of this show. Let's you start just, over. You just hold on. I'm putting the cocktail down. This is what's going to happen. You need to Welcome, pull, pull, you it, guys. pull it together. Welcome. Okay. So, guys, Emily and Tom, where where are you in Germany? We're in Ramstein Air Base, Germany. It's, um, it's pretty close to the border of France. Oh. Uh, yeah. We're about a... We're probably maybe... Is it like a two-hour drive to Paris? Three-hour? Yeah, Three-hour? Three three yeah. Oh, oh my God. close. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I don't know really what else. Frankfurt's yeah, around us. Berlin is close. Berlin's like on the other part. That's what are, so where, say the name of the city again. Uh, well, we're, we're at Ramstein. The name of the base is Ramstein Air Base. And uh, the closest major city, I guess, would be Frankfurt. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah, so air, the military, the Air Force is a part of this story, which yes. is like veganism in the Air Force, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, so let me see. The first time we met Emily, um, she had driven to Minneapolis from where? North Dakota. Yeah, right? Fargo. Fargo, North Dakota, which is, <laughs> you know... Which pretty much, okay, so you guys might have seen the movie Fargo. That might be a reference. Which is what, like, depicts Fargo as this desolate, kind of <laughs> tiny little town with nothing but frozen fields all around, right? And some... You guys can't nod because they can't hear you. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was really cute. You guys both nod at the same time. But unfortunately, our radio friends can't hear nods and this isn't going to be a video. So, but yeah, I mean, so. so Fargo, can you guys tell us a little bit about what, tell us, describe Fargo for our listeners? Um, well, Tom never lived in Fargo. I moved there when he deployed. He deployed to Korea for a year. So I moved back home with my dad for the year. And um, that's why I was in Fargo. Okay. And Fargo, I'm trying to explain it. It's a nice city. I like it. It's just not very vegan. Like, it's vegan friendly, but there's no support kind of as much there. So... Um, I'm trying to think of what else about Fargo. It's just a town. It's just a town. It's just a town. Tom, Midwest. where did you live? Uh, I'm originally from Park Rapids, except by Bemidji. Oh, you're from Minnesota then? Yeah. Yeah, that's oh. where we both met. Oh, okay. Rapids, yeah. We're piecing things together. So where did you? how did you meet? How did you get to veganism and all that good stuff? Well, ready, let's start with the meeting. Ready, go. We met in high school. Yeah, we met in high school. Aww. And then um, after graduation, she moved to Fargo. I spent the summer in Park Rapids. I joined the Air Force. And then, like, right after uh, I was in for three, four months, uh, we got married. 
and then moved to Idaho together, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, wow. I mean, yeah, I just... I Idaho, yeah, for three years we were there. Okay. Three years in Idaho? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and then he went to Korea for the year, and I moved to Fargo, and he was in Korea for the year. But he went to Korea while he was in Idaho, too. <laughs> Twice. He went to Korea while he was in Idaho. <laughs> or while we were while we were in Idaho. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> while you were living there. Okay. Yeah. So um tell us then, Emily, was it you that came to veganism first? Or how did you get I did. How did yeah. you get interested in that? Um, the book Skinny Bitch. That was the book. I read it and the kind of like opened my eyes and I was like, oh, and then I started talking to Tom and he's like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, kind of like that kind of thing. It was very like, I don't know. That's, it was, we were married about a year, I would say until, and then I went vegan or I went vegetarian for like, um, maybe like th- three months, maybe that not, not very long. And I was pretty much vegan anyway. I didn't like any other that's pretty much my story. And so did you go vegan when Tom was in Korea? No, I went vegan when he was in Utah. What? Where's Utah coming from? <laughs> I was I went there for about two weeks just for some training stuff. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that was right away? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like he comes home from Utah from the two weeks and then I was vegan. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, and then, like, it was, like, I'm one step more, like, every time he would leave and then come back and stuff. It was <laughs> He'd be like, what? I shouldn't leave anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so, skinny bitch, what did you, th- I mean, what hit you about that? Or how do you, did you pick it up just because of the title well, or? Yeah, I had wanted to read it or something. I don't know, really. It's been a little while. And then um, the part that kind of got me is, like, it kind of just clicked. That book helped it all just click on, like, why, like, where is this chicken coming from that I'm eating? Like, you don't think about it because you don't see it. And then I was just like, huh. And my dad, he um, raised pigs like I grew up he was a manager for Bell Farms which is like we just read it today like one of the la- nation's largest pork producers yeah yeah pig producers or whatever and um and I was like what so like it kind of clicked like my dad raised pigs and I never saw any pigs hmm. you know and like and so I've been doing all this research into that anyways like that was kind of like it all just clicked and I'm like I can't do it anymore you know and I was never like it just clicked and yeah that's my story and it was I kind of went cold like cold turkey almost like just no it wasn't hard no transition really it was Hmm. yeah that's my I don't know that's a pretty good story so how did you tell Tom I just told him what I was gonna (laughs) do and then I just like and then in the beginning like I would buy animal products for him because he didn't have any interest and I never expected him to have any interest in being vegan ever and like and I was okay with that because we were already married and we didn't you know and I was like that's okay like it's my choice and then um then pretty soon I just stopped buying anything from so he was running out of groceries that for like that he would want to (laughs) eat and stuff like that so like and then I'm like I can't buy it I'm sorry and he'd be like no 
Emily, like, <laughs> but sorry. Like, so Tom, in the, in the beginning, what did you, what did you think? Well, I thought she was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was your, I was trying to go out and fish every chance I could get. And oh. I was, you know, still going to Taco Bell and Burger <laughs> King and. I was not wanting anything to do with any yeah. of that business. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> any of that business. But I was like, you know, it's your life. You do what you want to do. Or just, yeah, he never, you know, He yeah, he never. I never tried to stop her from doing it. Never made fun of it. Yeah. You know, I was just, I mean, you do what you got to do. And he would defend me too. It. Yeah. And everyone else would be like, what is she crazy? He's going to just. I can call her crazy, but you can't call her crazy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. And and I just, you know, she'd pull up YouTube videos and I'd be like, I don't want to watch it, but she'd still play it while I was in the room. So I would still hear it, all the, the information. And, um, and so I, I was still getting all of the information. So when people would attack her, I was actually able to defend her. <laughs> nice. Like, well, she's actually right, you know, but... <laughs> but he was resisting. But, but I still wouldn't do it. And then after... Uh, I read the China study, and I, I stopped, like... After I read the China study, I was, like... I stopped taking, like, a protein supplements and, like, all of this... Uh, a lot of the extra crap that you really don't need at all. Mm-hmm. I stopped, stopped doing all of that. And then after about... After about two years after Emily started making the change, that's when I did. And I I did this pretty much cold turkey. I was vegetarian for maybe a month, maybe two. And that was still only eating cheese like twice during that time. That was yeah. it. Hmm. Yeah, and, that was, and that was in Korea, which was interesting. <sighs> so how'd you do that? Well, it was... Uh, Why did you do that? You well, no, no. That. Like, is there vegan food in Korea? Oh. The, yeah, there is, actually. Yeah. Um, I've just... I've heard it's very hard to be vegan. It, it is <laughs> because I... <laughs> I don't read Korean, so, like, the labels mm-hmm. on any of the foods was... It was very difficult. Um, on the base, it was... The base was nearly impossible to... Because the uh, the... The shopping center there was tiny, so then they didn't get a whole lot of items in. And then, uh, but downtown, downtown was difficult. Um, I could go get raw fruits and vegetables, stuff like that, and which was fine. But anything on that, like any of the grains, uh, well, whole grains I could obviously get. But then pastas or pasta sauces, I mean, it's just not something I'd ever want to risk. Mm-hmm. And in Asian cultures, they use a lot of fish. Yeah. So like fish oils and things like that. So it's just something that I didn't want to try and do. But in Seoul, actually, um, there's a lot of good vegan restaurants there. And uh, um, so I made a trip up there. And then whenever we'd go out to other places, I'd do a, like fried rice downtown, just a vegetable fried rice, or just rice with some oil, <laughs> soy sauce in there, really, some vegetables. And that's, that's really... Um, for the most part, what I would do for noodles, um, like that was one of those things that I just wouldn't want to risk. Also, just in case, but if there's an egg in the noodle, I mean, I, I don't know. Because you can't read it. Yeah, yeah. 
it was a challenge. That's like here in Germany. Like I rarely ever shop on the economy. I mostly stay in the commissary on base because it's all American. Other than that, everything's in German, and I can't read the labels, and it makes it kind of hard because if you don't know, like, I don't want to risk it. So, yeah. But to have the universal vegan symbol, so that's helpful for some things, that even if it's in German. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> is that the V in the in the heart in the circle? Huh? Yep. Yep. So then we can see it. <laughs> good. Then then we know it's vegan. That's nice. And then they have vegetarian, but that's no good. But do they have yeah. any of the same brands that we have here? Like, can no. you go somewhere and get like Amy's? No. Um. Uh, on base, you can get some Amy's because they ship it from the states. But not not downtown. Yeah. Yeah, you can find because you can find some like of like the Ezekiel bread and like that kind of stuff. But like it's very like that's about it. Like there's not <laughs> a lot. <laughs> not a lot of variety. No. So okay, I guess I know um, Tom that you you are a little bit restricted in what you can talk about or how you can talk about the military. Well, I just can't say anything at, like I'm speaking on behalf of the military the air force or the government it's just all my own personal opinion right exactly yep which that's all we're interested in anyway i i really don't care what they have to think about veganism so (laughs) that's that's okay (laughs) but i do care what you have to say so um but i mean what so what was it like because did you go vegan when you were in korea or did you go vegan when you were home no when i was in korea it was i had to do a full year there and it was um, really after the first, probably the first four or five weeks after I was there, um, I went, I went vegetarian. Then a month later I was speaking, you know, and it was, uh, it was tough at first. Um, I didn't, I didn't tell anyone at first. I didn't even tell Emily. I waited like a month to tell Emily because I wanted to make sure that I could actually go through with it. And, you know, but it, it ended up being a lot easier than I anticipated because I'd I'd already built up, you know, pretty um, good amount of knowledge on it, and then yeah. as soon as I, went, I I I dove headfirst, you know, I was constantly um, reading a couple different books. Um, what did you I, read besides the China study? Oh, we've got we have quite a bit of books. We have a Engine Two Diet. We have oh man, we have a. I'm trying uh, to think. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all of our books right now. Diet for a New America. Eating animals. Um, we have Dominion. I haven't read that one yet, though. Okay. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess. I, I want to read that. So I'm curious about. I mean, what had you make that transition once you were away? Do you think it was just you were just kind of letting it percolate in oh. your mind, like you were thinking about maybe doing it, or? Yes, because I, because of um, Emily's influence and everything that, you know, she was doing with it, and everything that she had told me about it, it was just my initial um, jump from it was the health aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just uh, my dad ended up uh, getting real sick, um, like he had some heart problems, um, which were they're unrelated to diet, but. When I saw that, hey, my dad has heart problems, I need to make a change now. Because like, he's young. Uh, yeah, my dad was only 40 at the time. Mm. He had just turned 40. 
and I was like, wow, I, I need to make a change because in less than 20 years, I'm going to be 40. So yeah. I need to, I need to do something. To, so my initial push was on the health aspect, but it, it quickly became more than that. And the only thing that I think really helped me push through was, you know, watching videos like, um, Earthlings, Earthlings was probably the biggest one. Um, after I watched that, it, it, um, You're I, done. Don't have, I don't have to research this anything anymore the rest of my life and I'll be fine with never eating animals again. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. That, so it, it started out as the health thing and then you allowed yourself to learn a little bit more about what the animals go through and the environmental stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, putting myself in those positions like in the animal's position, like I would never want that to happen to me, to anyone I know. Like I'm not going to participate in any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get a lot of shit about it from your peers? Yeah. Especially in the beginning I had a, I, I wasn't heavy, but I was at the heaviest that I had been when I first got to Korea. And you definitely tell in my face, I was fuller in the face. I still only weighed like 160 pounds, <laughs> but um, then, you know, I I went vegan and uh, I tried being as close to like raw as I possibly could, but I had no idea how to actually eat. And I was only eating like 700 calories a day <gasps> for, for like four months. <laughs> so until I got after him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I kind of lost a lot of weight right away, <laughs> but. Um, but I still never got like super unhealthy. Yeah. And I, and I, I detoxed, you know, and I, people yeah. detox longer than that for, on less than that. Yeah. Yeah. With that weird lemon cayenne for months at a time. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do not endorse that. Well, I'm not saying that's healthy. I'm just saying that they do. So we just did our episode about eating disorders. So. That's, I'm not endorsing that in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying that yeah. he was having 700 calories. Like, and now it's some pure Because he'd be but... like, oh, I'm eating enough. And I would count. I would say, what did you eat today? And I would count it all. And I'd be like, you only ate like 500 calories. <laughs> like, Tom, you had, like, he didn't understand. Like, but he'd be eating these ginormous salads, you know, because he'd only want to eat from the chow hall. And then they wouldn't allow him to have very much, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was a restrictions on how much I could take because it was rationed, you know, oh. being in a overseas location like that. And without having my own vehicle and stuff like that, I'd have to get cabs to go downtown. It was just yeah. everything was incredibly inconvenient. Did you do any trading with other guys? Um, yes, uh, that didn't happen right away. And it wasn't really um, me trying to, tr- you know, to Trade. do that. But it was really more just a kind of an example and yeah. being constantly drilled with questions that, uh, yeah, it, uh, I had, uh, two, two of my closest buddies, uh, have gone vegan now. Nice. From, yeah. From there, which is, which is pretty cool. It really is. And, and they're there with you or are they stationed somewhere else? They, uh, well, I left Korea before them. Um, one of my buddies... He's getting to. He's coming to Belgium. He'll be. Uh, he'll be about four hours away. He gets here around the twenty fifth of August, and then 
Uh, my other buddy, he's going to be stationed in England. He'll get here in September. So awesome. That's cool. And uh, England is actually one of the most vegan friendly countries. Uh, London, I think, is the number one vegan friendly city on the planet. So wow. Cool. Lucky for him. Yeah, really. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, okay, so you were doing a lot of edu- like educating the other guys. Right. But, and, but it wasn't like me coming out and saying, hey, here's a fun fact of the day for you. Yeah, was, I know. Yeah. It was really more like, hey, you stupid vegan, you need to go eat a carrot. And I'm like, okay, this is why I'm going to eat a carrot. And I'll, you know, I'd be, I was pretty good at turning things around on them and around on them and the other people that would come in to harass me. Yeah. And I mean, it was uh, usually in good fun, but as uh it was funny like some people some people get seriously offended by mm-hmm. me my presence and i don't understand why and yeah some of the things that people say is just <laughs> you know what it kind of reminds me of is like the people that eat a plant-based diet a healthy vegan diet or like the nerds from high school that turn into the billionaires that come back to their school reunion in a jet because like you're super healthy and all these people are gonna die when they're really young of preventable health things so it reminds me of that yeah i can't really speak to that because i don't eat well but <laughs> so, that's what it makes me think of it's like yeah just wait enjoy your open heart surgery friends yeah and i'm gonna yeah. go for a jog when i'm 80 yeah. I mean, do you ever yeah. use, yeah, do you ever use, um, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I used to go fishing every chance I got, too, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, it, and a lot of people, like, a lot of people, they see me, and they don't, like, picture anyone that's ever wore camouflage and, you know, neon orange before, <laughs> just because of the way that I carry myself, I think, and the the different things that I do, my mannerisms, I I don't come across as someone that grew up in the country, you know. No, I don't display that image. So when people when I tell people that, they're like, "Wow, this, you are a completely different person." Then, like, they kind of they don't say that, but you kind of get that. I'm gonna I'll come at you differently now because I don't know. Like for the people that I work with, mostly they tend to be. Um, it's a it's a mechanic career field, so they tend to be the uh, the more blue collar workers. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of come down to with what they're used to, the things that they do, if you can relate to that, I find that once I'm able to relate to them, that they're much more open to listening to what I have to say. But for the most most part, as soon as people meet me, they don't care about what I have to say at all, and they get real. I don't know, like defensive, and it, yeah. it's funny coming into my office every every single day, especially this one guy. He's a, he's this older master sergeant. He he comes in and he says, "Oh, guess what I ate today?" Or I did this, I did that, and whether it's healthy or not healthy, he'll tell me what it is. And I don't know why he tells me. I think he's trying to, you know, like boost his own. I don't know, trying to make himself feel better for what he's doing, I guess, but. <sighs> Is this funny? I'm rambling. <laughs> well, I mean, we've talked about that before too. It's like kind of um, being being the vegan. You get people who 
as soon as they find out, they're like, oh, I don't eat that much meat. Or, you know, they'll tell you about... Or they want to tell you all that they eat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's common, oh, I think. I, oh, I don't really eat that much meat, but I have these turkey burgers. Yeah. That's what we were just talking about today. Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about... Why does about everyone that? think that turkey burgers are good for them? Yeah. <laughs> or that we're going to say, oh, that's all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. We'll yeah. Chicken every well, you know what? But nobody likes turkeys. They're ugly, and it's fine. <laughs> nobody actually cares about turkeys. So we should just eat them. It's fine. Oh God! But yeah, I mean, turkeys aren't as cute as cows. Yeah. Well, and I like I don't drink, and so when people find that out, they're like, "Oh, well, I don't drink that you know, much. I don't drink that much." You know, or they they just want to relate somehow. They just want to mm-hmm. relate. Just, I don't know. I have never said to you, "I don't drink that much," because <laughs> you'd be lying. I'd be lying. <laughs> and you don't lie to me. I don't. That I know of. Not generally. All right. So, um. I guess, so Emily, can you tell um, the story a little bit about when you first moved out to Germany and um, your experience looking for a job on the base? Oh, yeah. Um, So pretty much here, it's like, for spouses, it's kind of harder to find a job, especially when you're newer. And I was just really getting antsy to find something for a job to do. And um, like I was, I'm trying to remember how it went now. Because you oh, called me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called Dallas because I had to confide in somebody and know what I should do. Because it's pretty much all like food service work. Mm-hmm. Or um, pretty much all of there is for, for wives to do. It's food service work or working at the commissary, which is the grocery store or anything. So I got a job. What job did I get first? Wasn't it in the gift shop at the oh, golf club? Philosophy. philosophy job. And then... And the that philosophy was really hard. job? Yeah, like with the ma- the the face stuff. Oh, the brand? Yeah, the philosophy like brand. It's like body wash. Yeah. Kind of stuff. I with the funny flavors, or I mean fragrances, they're like. Yeah. Grace and, like, and funny they stuff. They put honey in some of their stuff, right? And I was like, I can't sell this. Like, this is really hard. Like, I don't know, like, that was a, I just quit, because if I'm, like, I can't sell something like that, like, and then I got a job. I was just trying to figure out what I could do. I'm drawing a blank right now. Well, you, I, does this ring about, weren't you working in the gift shop at, like, a golf course or something? Oh, yeah, and then there's, yeah, then I got a job at the golf course, because they hired you on the spot that, when you would get there, and, like, um, then there we'd sell leather, and, like hot dogs and I'm like like I can't do this so then one day I was um after I had quit that job because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do and that's when I called Dallas and then I got a job um now it all kind of came together and I got a job at um American Greetings um which is uh like greeting cards and wrapping paper so there's no compromise values there which is but just a lot of waste i can't believe how much people buy of that stuff like i'm like what? but i need something to do with my time so i'm gonna do this but yeah there's no perfect job for sure there's no perfect job yeah and but people buy so much paper and so and it just gets thrown i don't know it boggles my mind but anyways um so i got that and i got a bartending job downtown in germany which is really cool so neither of them Compromise my values, so I'm very happy. You're a bartender. 
Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. In Germany, like, I have, like, like German, well, Irish bosses. Yeah, so I do that just, like, three weekends a month. Oh, nice. That yeah. is good. It's so fun, though. Like, it's kind of it's fun in, um, in Germany. I don't know. I like it. Good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to call you because she's, uh, she had got hired for a job as a waitress, but she wasn't sure whether or not she wanted to take it because it was at a, uh, like a burger place. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, and she didn't. Man. Yeah, I can't do that. Oh, yeah, because I was debating because there would be an option of me being able to. I don't know. It's just hard to, like, because I'm really, like, doing, like, service. Like, I like being a server a lot. Yeah. And so, but I don't, like, everything is food. Yeah. All the time that you have to serve food all the time. And so, that's now nice. at least I can be a server and I can just serve beer. Yeah. <laughs> Way easier. <laughs> My, yeah, and in Germany, those there's the purity laws. So, because they can only have beer made from four ingredients, right? Is that true? Yeah, it's like very, yeah, German beers are really good. Yeah. So, German beers are vegan beers. Um, but yeah, so I always I encourage those. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I oh, my favorite job too was being a server. I just loved it, and um, I like. Yeah, I just I loved it, and I was so bummed when my restaurant closed because um, it was the only ve- you know vegetarian restaurant at that time, and I had really wanted to get another serving job, but there's no way I could do it, and at a conventional restaurant, there's no way I could do that. So I totally get it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for but, what. But before we let them go, um, do you guys want to shout out to anybody in the states? We yeah. Can, um, yeah. I'm. Um, I'm <laughs> hi from Germany. Yeah, I can say hi to my mom and my dad and Jacob, Luke, and Laura. Um, this is pretty cool. I've never done a shout out before. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I'll say hi to Tom's family too. So. <laughs> yeah awesome well then when the show airs you'll have to uh f- forward it on to them so they can hear you shouting out on the radio i know <laughs> oh gosh well thank you guys so much thanks for being patient well it took forever to get this set up and thank you for staying up so late and joining yes. us from from germany um we'll, on... let, we'll let you go back to bed now yeah really yeah. but it's I so Good to talk. It's so good to talk to you guys. Just really, you're the best. So we'll be back in Minnesota in 29 months. I know. <laughs> Yay! We're going in the days when Emily was Yay. leaving. I'm like, what? But I just met you and I like you so much. And she's like, it's only three years. It'll go by so fast. <laughs> I'm like, you're the most optimistic person ever. Emily has the best attitude. You I guys, know. seriously, seriously. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. Auf Wiedersehen. Au revoir. Should we product review? Yeah. Let's review this product. Product review. Product review. We're going to do a product review. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... Multiples. We got... The yummiest, awesomest, yummiest product that was so awesome. And it's, what is it called, Dallas? It is called Victoria. Victoria Vegan Alfredo Sauce. Does she have anything else? 
I don't know. I don't know about that. She has four different kinds of Alfredo sauce, at least. So out of Brooklyn, New York, Victoria Vegan. Um, I don't know if that's how she goes, but we'll just pretend that's true. Um, it seems like she's got a lot of stuff, but um, she has amazing Alfredo sauce. So if you miss that, um, it's kind of it's all made from a cashew cream base, which I don't know if you've ever had cashew cream. You know, it's amazing stuff, but she's got, uh, several flavors and we were fortunate enough, fortunate enough to try original, um, artichoke and arugula pesto. And we also tried a red pepper. Mm -hmm. And she also has, we didn't try it, but she also has an Italian veggie marinara, a Chianti wine marinara, a white bean marinara, a vegan vodka sauce, classic marinara and a mushroom marinara. So lots of pasta sauces. But of course, the Alfredo is the one we are most excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're all GMO-free and kosher and gluten-free and stuff. Um, but yeah, so okay. I guess the original was, the, was just that. I yeah, mean, it, it was, was just, fine. it was fine. It was very creamy, very thick. Just, it kind of pales in comparison to the other ones. They were so... I don't know, because they had all that amazing, yummy stuff in it. Yeah. So. I think Elliot and I were fans of the artichoke. Definitely. And we also need to disclose that we've got um, a secret silent guest who also partook. Uh, And his name is Troy. Say what up, Troy. Hello. No, say what up, Troy. What up, Troy. Yep. (laughs) So Troy also tried the sauce and the sauces. We had a nice little spread sauces it's good so uh the pesto one was my favesies yeah arugula pesto yeah that was very good too arugula every time i hear about that i I just think about that yeah that jerk who said that president obama was too bougie because he had arugula salad somewhere oh i think of a different jerk oh i don't know who came who approached a bunch of people at an event and he was like people don't know how to say arugula I don't know. You don't know who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. I, I think it was some some right-wing politician, thought, I don't know, made fun of President Obama because he ordered arugula on a sandwich at so, one point, so I always... Troy, what was your favorite? They were all really good. You know, it's weird. I'm usually a person who doesn't like to mix things, but towards the end, when they're all kind of mixed together... By that time? Yeah. Uh, I kind of liked that the most. I did too. I liked the the red pepper with mixed with all of them. Yes. Yeah, the red pepper one I had on its own, and it was really, really strong. I said it tasted like hummus. So it was really strong. Um, I could see that being cut a little bit and being really good. It was a, definitely a roasted red pepper kind of thing. But absolutely... I think we all give it two thumbs up over mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Guys? Definitely. Yep. All of the flavors are really good. And um, the guys are inquiring about the marital status of Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and wondering. If you're out there, Victoria, call me. She appears to be topless holding pasta. Or tomatoes. And uh, and we think maybe there's a ring. We're not sure if there's a ring. We're not sure. Ring or not, it's a purity but... ring. 
Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for you, Elliot. Yep, she's saving herself for me. But uh, <laughs> Victoria, if you're single, there's some there's a couple of cute guys in MVR Studios that uh, would be interested in taking you out on the town. <laughs> yep. So there's that. <laughs> so um, if people want to get this, how do they get this? Well, it appears that um, the website is victoriafinefoods.com. And how we got it, I don't know. Things just show up at the door. <laughs> so I suspect our um, amazing Megan Duke promotions coordinator got that for us. And where she came across it, I don't know. Can you not order it online? Well, yeah. I'm sure you can. That's what I'm asking. Well, yeah, that, and that's the website. Yeah, but I don't but know. That's like, the I website. don't know stores. Like, we didn't go to a store and buy it. Oh, well, I know. But uh, can they order it through the website? Because I don't see anywhere that people can shop. I would suspect that they can. Buy online. Buy there online. we are. Yep. You can buy it online. Okay. Buy online. Or they also have a where to buy. So what does that say? Well. Oh, please, please be somewhere near Minneapolis. Nope. Costco? Costco? Oh. Kmart? Oh, my God. This stuff in Kmart? I think I'd pass Walmart. out. Walmart? Sam's Club? This that's crazy, huh? We're talking crazy okay, here. Okay, just buy it online, people. Yeah, that's wow. Okay, just buy it online. So, um, yeah, Victoria Vegan, go get it. Yeah, you will not be sorry. This stuff is awesome. You won't be sorry at all. Mm-mm. Okay. Are we on to the green challenge, yo? Yeah. It's time for the green challenge. Green challenge. Green challenge. There's no gloves. There's no swords. No white suits. Uh Uh-uh. It's just green challenge. You're just doing the earth a solid. Got it. Yo. Yeah. All right. I think Elliot will really like this one. Okay. I think he will. Because I just have a feeling. And I think Ryan might like this one. And I know I do. So this week, Brandon, my husband, asked me, didn't you wear that exact same outfit yesterday? And I said, yeah. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Thank you for noticing. And he's <laughs> like, why are you wearing the exact same outfit? Wait, it wasn't the exact same. I did change under things and socks. But other than that, same thing. And I said, because they're not dirty or stinky enough yet to wash them. So I would probably appreciate that even more than you'd think. I wash my clothes like I would probably wear stuff like four or five times before I wash it because I'm lazy. And I am going to challenge your green challenge one step further and say no unders because, oh my gosh, how much unders would you have to wash? I'm talking about bottoms. I can't do the tops because I, oh, the girls need a, they need a home. But I even wear a bra to bed. But I don't wear... I go commando in honor of Tom. Not in honor of Tom, but isn't that like a military term, commando? Tom, <laughs> Tom we just interviewed? Yeah. In honor of Tom being Oh, a commando. Base. Yes, he's on an air base, man. Yes, yeah. okay. I we guess, don't have like some side action or anything. I guess we could put that together. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is... Yeah. This is Ryan. You know you know what you're getting into. Yep. Um. So, but yeah, I, I'm telling you... Really, just because you wore something once, don't automatically toss it in the hamper when you're done. Give it a sniff check. Just see. Just saying. 
That's good. If you don't, if you don't have to, if you don't have to wear it, you know, wash it, save yourself some time, some water, save the planet a little. It's all good. Although I have like, I've kind of with my stuff I wear to do Muay Thai in or something. I'm like, oh, I didn't work out that hard. It only sweated a little bit, and then I'll go back the next day. I'm like, no, there's no way <laughs> I can wear this again. I, I have to. That that's annoying. So. I have actually been known to rewear hot yoga clothes, just by spraying it down with a little air freshener. And that is not pleasant for people practicing next to me, I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm lazy, and I can admit it. Troy, how do you feel about stinky girls? Um, sure. <laughs> Are you going to take this challenge? I do a version of it. I will examine my life and see if I can take it further. But um, So undershirts and stuff, I always wash. But um, like polos and shirts, I always wear twice. Before I wash, and the shorts I work out in, I wear twice. The shirts, definitely not, but okay. shorts, yes. Whatever you can get away with. And I have to say, too, I think everyone knows that Elliot's not committed. Troy, are you currently single as of this recording? Yes. Okay. Ladies, Troy is super cute. So... You already know from a previous episode where we examine astrological signs that Elliot is maybe not someone to enter into a relationship with. Troy's very Unless cute. Unless you like beer. Not Unless long like term. Beer and a guy that doesn't want to talk about anything. <laughs> Which can be fine for, cer- for yeah, something. For right I, need, yep. I need a deaf girl. Yep. That would be great. Okay. But um, don't presume that deaf women don't have anything interesting to talk about. No, just but then be- he doesn't have to hear them. And they don't have to hear me. They just want eye candy. Speaking. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. If they, they want eye candy. Look at each other. Yeah. yeah. That's how it's supposed to work. But Troy is a, is a quality single man. Just throwing that out there. Don't even bother applying if you're not vegetarian at least though. Yeah. Seriously. Cause this is MVR. Yeah. You'll be screened out. Yep. Okay. I don't know how we got from that to... Troy's dating Like service? pimping out our guys, but... <laughs> At least we've got a good ratio here. Yeah. I mean, if we had an orgy, it wouldn't we do, be awkward. We need more male listeners, so we're doing what we can to make this more. By, ha- by having I don't know. Yeah, so my green challenge. And- Dudes, this is total bachelor green challenge. Mm-hmm. And we just interviewed a guy on an airbase. We, we can be macho. We can totally be, be dudes over here. Yeah. Okay. Shout outs. Shoutouts. Shoutouts. A couple of these are really, really old and not necessarily intended for shoutouts, but I think they're worth shouting out anyway. I was looking at our feed burner page and came across some comments that people had left a long time ago and thought they were pretty funny, so I think that we should share them. Um, Kat from Cat's Hotcakes, who we interviewed a while back, said, You girls crack me up. If you want to get it up, go vegan should be the new slogan of the movement. Activists are hot is another great quote from this piece. I never knew that about the KCN and condoms. It explains a lot, actually. VeganEssentials.com also seems to have a great selection of the casein-free options that we mentioned. And anyway, please direct any additional hot men you know to Kat's direction. (laughs) So, I don't know. Do you know what Kat looks like, Troy? She's really pretty. And she's a vegan cook. Baker. Yeah, but she made those chip things. 
Which is not just, I suppose those have been baked. Yeah, anyway. if it goes in an oven. I'm just saying. And she's not far. I mean, she's... I don't know. Michigan somewhere. She's um, not that far. No. Joy's Galore was my name when I was an exotic dancer. <laughs> cool, Flapjack. Awesome. Okay. This one's from Mark. Uh, Maple Leaf 68. Maybe Canadian? Maybe. 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 You really had a lot of life-changing stuff today, Dallas and Ryan. Thanks for introducing me to the concept of meat. This led me to the absent referent. Behind every meal of meat is an absence. This is a quote, by the way. Uh, probably Carol Adams. So, behind every meal of meat is an absence. The death of the animal whose place the meat takes. The quote-unquote absent referent is that which separates the meat eater from the animal and the animal from the end product. The function of the absent referent is to keep our quote meat separated from any idea that she or he was once an animal, to keep the moo or cluck or ba away from the meat, to keep something from being seen as having been someone. End quote. Um, so this, and then he goes on to say something about um, he's on a plant based non meat quest. But I romanticize and have a deep respect for Aboriginal people. I don't think this is in conflict because they had a deep respect for nature, unlike Western society, and didn't separate the meat eater from the animal. That I have issue with. I think it is true that you romanticize them. Um, and I, that's good that you have that insight. Hopefully you'll just take it a little bit farther and uh, take away that whole like deep respect thing because they had a connection. That's exactly like hunters saying that they have this deep, connection with the animals that they kill um i mean i don't know what does aboriginal uh, people mean anyway Ab i think like uh maybe transitory migratory or like pre-civilization where there are buildings and farms and stuff but you can respect you can have respect for ancestors that did things out of necessity and not convenience yes that is and that's where i'm going so um i don't know okay oh yeah he's using past tense sorry they had a deep respect for nature yes um when you're living when you're not separated from it yes that's part of it the other thing too is i'm sure that they were limited in the kinds of uh damage that they could do and all of that that being said Anyone who's listening to this who is not an Aboriginal person, you have no business not being vegan. Yeah. And if you're an Aboriginal person <gasps> listening to this, you're fucking amazing. Yeah. And how did you invent a time machine? And how did you find us? <laughs> okay. Cocktails, Ryan. Thanks. Okay. Shall we move on? Yes, Absolutely. The next one that I want to shout out to is Kristen, whose last name I'm not even going to bother with, of WTF Vegan Food. And not what the fuck vegan food, we'll travel for vegan food. Kristen, we had the pleasure of meeting. She um, is on a quest through a Kickstarter campaign. She raised money, and I think still is raising money, to basically travel the world and eat vegan food. Kind of worst job on the planet. So, Worst job? Sarcasm, Dallas. Oh. Sarcasm. 
So I'm a slow. She came by and she had the opportunity to eat at a couple of places here. One of them being an all vegan restaurant in Minneapolis called Egopolitan and got to meet her and have dinner with her. And she was awesome. And she's, you can follow what she's doing, where she's going on WTFveganfood.com. So I want to shout out to her because it was fun to meet her. Nice. And we only talked to her about this a year ago and she finally made it to Minneapolis literally a year ago. Literally. Literally. Not even exaggerating. Okay. Oh. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, uh, we oh. have one here from Sarah Woodcock to Bethany, who is a new ethical vegan. Woohoo! Awesome, Bethany. I'm very proud of you. If you are the one I'm thinking of, you're blonde and you did a good thing. Am I right? Did I get that right? I think I met this one. I don't know. I think I'm right. It's awesome. No idea. Um, I want to... I've got two more shout-outs. We gotta hurry. We're one, running out of time. One is to Whitney's dad, who likes your voice better than mine. What up, Whitney's dad? Idiot. I mean... Hey! <laughs> Hi, Whitney's dad. Thanks. And the last one... Lastly, we got an email from James Hunter, who says, Dear Dallas, Ryan, and Elliot, I didn't forget you, man. Wow. Hi, James. <laughs> I listened to your recent podcast about whether you should advocate vegan or veg as a way of getting people into a more vegan lifestyle. I can honestly say I understand both sides of the argument, with the veg-to-vegan argument being an understanding that might be easier for a person to adapt to veganism through a veg route over the long run. On the flip side, the concern was over communicating the end game or what compromising a vegan diet means, this being the reason for advocating vegan from the get-go. Why not <laughs> provide the person with a T-chart list of vegetarian and vegan food options? That way the person is educated in what foods are vegan, what foods are veg, and can pick the foods they can match with where they are in their journey. Sometimes people eat food thinking it's veg when it's not, i.e. gummy bears. He says gelatin, not even vegetarian. I happen to be a vegetarian of seven years and recently went vegan about a year and a half ago. I'm vegan. However, I don't know if I could have gotten to this point without the growth towards veganism. Should we allow people the option to go at it hardcore or go at it gradually at their own pace? And what better way to do this than by providing them the info on what foods are what? If the end game of veganism is truly reducing animal suffering, then I think it's a highly effective way. Thanks for considering my logic on this issue. Your most vegan turned listener... Jim Hunter from San Antonio, Texas. Yes, thank you, Jim. And I actually, or Jane, isn't it James? Well, his email says James, and then he ended he says Jim. Jim. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. so, um, but I do, I do want to share my response to James, though, or Jim. Sorry, because um, I thought his note was really thoughtful, and I appreciate that, and that's exactly the kind of feedback that we love to get. Um, so I responded and said, "Yeah, we've gotten some serious feedback about that episode." And it's clear that opinions are all over the map. However, I think that we may have done so much talking on the episode that the bottom line that I think we were trying to communicate, or at least what I was trying to communicate anyway, is that if we're approaching veganism from a moral place and we agree that violence to animals matters, then it's important that we never encourage someone to go vegetarian because then we're encouraging that person to commit violence towards animals possibly a, deg a different degree of violence, but violence nonetheless. I was vegetarian for five years before going vegan, so I know that being veg first doesn't mean that someone will never go vegan. 
However, I'm calling for a new approach to vegan outreach because it is vegan outreach, not vegetarian outreach, wherein we simply don't put vegetarianism on the table as an option. If it gets put on the table, it's because someone else put it there. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that we should snatch it off the table and throw it in that person's face and call them a demented sociopath. I'm just saying that we should never be the one to put it on the table. So think about when you're negotiating a price for something. If you want to get $100 for your item, do you start, uh, do you start by saying, why don't you just give me 50 and if you want to give me 100 instead, that would be awesome. No. We say, this item is $100. They may say, I can do 50 now and give you $10 a month for the next five months, and then you can say whatever you want. But we should be asking for what we want up front. So that's more like what I was trying to say. And I'm sure we'll be revisiting this episode on a future, on a future one, um, given all the communications we got about it. And of course, we're just putting our opinions out there and people can listen or not. So, um, you know, and then he was great. He just responded and said, you know, thanks for your detailed reply. I can see we differ over the methodology. So, you know, that's fine. Yep. We, we were able to have a good conversation with him via email, which sometimes can be hard. And yeah. And it was totally, I mean, more or less it was positive. Yeah. Even though we disagree. Yeah. So, um, that, that's that. Mm-hmm. Well, we're out of time. We're out of time. We totally are out of time. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening as always. Thank you. You're, you're the tops. <laughs> you're the bananas. <laughs> you're the top banana. You're the juice. You're the, you're the Alfredo pesto pasta that we ate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.